0: This is Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty, which is part of the Replicate Podcast Network. It is a resource to equip and encourage leaders to make disciples who make disciple-makers. Here is your host, Chris Swain. Today
1: on the podcast, we are going to talk about going from a church that prays to a praying church. As we continue to chronicle the Long Hollow Revival, as we've kind of been calling it, um, it has been incredible, once again, to reflect on what God has done. Several articles have come out recently about uh, passing that 1,000-baptism milestone, and even talking about it now, you know, we don't want to be extremely pious about it. (laughs) But at the same time, you know, one of the things you've mentioned recently is we don't want to celebrate as if we have done anything. We have done nothing but try to be available to God because he's done everything. Every baptism, every decision, the movement in the hearts and lives of our people and our staff, it is just, again, a gift from God. We want to give him all credit, and we are by no means trying to give anyone a recipe for anything Uh It's just seeking God and repenting and following Him and allowing His Holy Spirit to work in us. So just want to always throw that out at the beginning of each of these podcasts. I feel like it's necessary just in case this is the first one you're listening to. But as we continue to walk through this, um, a question popped up. I remember you mentioning a little ways back, uh, how do you manage a revival? And you were talking to someone else. You were were asking someone else this question because of what God had done in their incredible environments. And, and I felt like it was pertinent now because I feel like people are asking us, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how do you manage a revival? It's kind of a, 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 a false question because the reality is, the answer to that is, there is no way to manage a revival. Yeah. You didn't start it. You didn't create it. You, you can't manage it. Yeah, you
2: hang on for dear life. Is what <laughs> <you do. laughs> uh, right. I would say, just backing up as we begin, I think you're exactly right. We, we can't do anything to send the fire of God or or uh, merit the fire of God or, or manufacture or manipulate the fire of God on the people of God when, when uh, Jesus fills us with the spirit and pours out his presence. However, I do think there is something we do in response to that to prepare the way for the Lord to come and what do we do? We prepare the way through stacking the wood with prayer. So if there's no stacked wood there's no fire to come, right? So um, I think God hears the prayers of people mm. praying fervently mm-hmm. through repentance and confession yeah. for for him to send revival. I really believe that. And, it starts
1: and, with prayer. That's one yeah. thing that we feel like we feel pretty confident.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're pretty confident it starts. Yeah, and so uh, it's people praying and seeking God, mm-hmm. and I told you, uh, I told you this in a podcast previously. We had set up a prayer ministry that we were praying around the clock 24 mm-hmm. hours a day, seven days a week in mm-hmm. one hour slots. Yeah, And so people were praying in those slots. And so we began to pray two years before this happened and then 10 months of me and the staff really getting along with the Lord, mm-hmm. confessing sin, getting right with God. And even then, it didn't happen overnight, Chris. It wasn't right. like it was month one or month two or month five. It was months of prayer. And you know, I was thinking about this uh, as I was studying the book of Acts this week. The disciples prayed and waited, really, mm-hmm. waited 10 days. And we mm-hmm. think, ah, 10 days, that's not a long time. But <laughs> but have you ever waited 10 yeah. days? <laughs> I've How waited did... longer. Yeah, yeah. Well, 10 I'm days saying, is long enough. But I'm saying waited 10 days doing nothing. Oh, yeah. No, no, no that's I the difference. I don't think I've ever done I'm that. I'm not saying <laughs> waiting and going to work right, right. and you know, going to a job and picking yeah. up uh, fast food. I'm talking about waiting in a room or waiting in a place for the Lord to fall.
1: I give up after 10 minutes.
2: Exactly, and most people do, and most people do. And I I just thought they waited 10 days. I was waiting 10 months. Mm. But the point I want to make is God works in our waiting. Mm. So some of you need to hear this. The Bible says, and those who work for the Lord... Lord, will mount up or renew their strength and mount up. Is that what it says? Yes. No, it's not what it says. Those <laughs> who strive for the Lord will renew their strength. No. Is that what it says? No. Those who run hard will mount up with eagles and renew their strength. No, it says those who wait upon the Lord mm. will will renew their strength, mount upon wings like eagles, they'll walk and not grow weary, they'll run and not be faint. So I just want to th- think about that as we begin. Mm.
1: Waiting is how God works the best. Well, and as you were saying these things, we've gotten emails from some people, and I've had conversation with some other staff members at other churches. I just want to speak to you. If you're listening to the podcast right now, this can actually be a discouraging thing for some people, I've realized. And and it, it would seem like that would be the furthest thing from the truth, but the reality is you may be listening right now struggling with where your church is at, struggling with where your own ministry is at, struggling with where you are at in your own walk with Jesus. And you want to experience what's going on at Long Hollow. And I've tried to be extremely sensitive with those people because I know. I've, I've been in that situation where I'm talking to someone where God is working incredibly, and it's not happening where I'm at. Mm. And I just want to know that we're, we're praying for you. And, and what Pastor just said is so true. The weight, though we hate it, is where God is working for the breakthrough whenever that's going to happen. So we're praying that is going to happen and the revival is going to happen in your heart and your life as well.
2: Yeah, and we are praying for this to sweep the nation and sweep the country um, and and really be the great awakening we've been praying for. I will say one more thing before we move on. Uh, Some of you are listening and you're thinking, man, my pastor doesn't get it. Mm -hmm. I I don't think my pastor wants this. He's Mm -hmm. not seeking God for revival. I frankly don't even really like my pastor much. I mean, (laughs) and and the reason I know that is I've had people tell me that even here when I came, you know, when I followed a beloved pastor at Long Hollow, I don't think it was that they were against me. I think they just didn't know me. And so the natural reflex is, yeah, we don't like him, whatever. Mm and we do that at times. Someone told me this recently that they started doing for me when they weren't connecting with me 2 years ago and they stayed and they're gl- and they're glad they did. But here's what they said. They heard and I want to give you this line. If you don't like the present pastor you have or or if you want a new pastor at your church, mm. pray for the present pastor you have. Mm. Say it again. If you want a new pastor at your church, begin praying for the present pastor you have. Mm -hmm. Why? Because that's in a sense what happened to me. I had two ladies who were pressing into God, believed in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, believed Mm -hmm. in a spirit-filled life, if you will, they began praying. One, one lady said, I'm leaving the church. I found this out day one of the prayer meeting. I just happened providentially to be in the prayer group with them, with these two ladies. And, um, actually one of the two ladies. And, um, the lady stops me and says, I can't tell you how amazing it is to see God work in your life. I said, why is that? She Mm -hmm. said, because my friend and I more, my friend than me were preparing to leave long hollow. We weren't connecting. Mm -hmm. We had loved the previous pastor. It really wasn't a lot to do with you was just a a connection issue and she said when my friend came to me and said we're going to go somewhere else i said to her let's commit to pray for one year that robbie gets filled with the holy spirit of god Mm. and begins to depend and press into god she said robbie it's been a year And what we're seeing, and she said, we're not the only ones who've been praying this for you. But what we're seeing is answered prayers of God having to do a deep work in your own life. Hmm. And now he's doing a deep work in our life. And so I just want to encourage you. um, It's easy to jump ship. It's easy to criticize. It's very hard to put someone down when you're praying consistently for them. Hmm. And like Chris said, we are praying. This isn't about Long Hollow. And I'm Hmm. telling you, I could show you my first entry, and I'm showing... I've shown these guys. My first entry, day one after it happened, the Lord put on my heart, pray that this would spread Mm -hmm. around the country and around the world, that this would be the ripple effect for the next great awakening in America.
1: Yes, and so when we come back from the break, we are going to continue to talk about uh, prayer, and, and its role, prayer band specifically, and its role in this revival uh, right after this message.
0: As you lead your disciple-making movement, the Replicate Network provides ongoing practical training and a community of like-minded church leaders to help you and your church thrive. Each month, you'll get frameworks, a Q&A time with Robbie Gallaty, and access to our online forums and groups. We will provide you with prayer and personal support, practical resources, discounts, and benefits as you seek to make disciples who make disciple makers. Check out the Replicate Network today at replicatenetwork.com.
1: And we're back. We're talking about uh, being a church that prays and moving from that to being a praying church. And one of the incredible things in that observation is, I would say most of the folks listening right now pray. But the way they pray, and the way that I prayed prior to learning about it, thinking about it, being more intentional about it, uh, is a little haphazard. You know, it's that conversational, uh, I'm about to eat dinner, so I need to pray. I'm about to put my kids to bed, I'm going to pray for them. Um, and and I just think of those prayers. They're they're almost like uh, ritualistic sayings, you know. Father, bless the hands that prepared this food. Bless this food to the nourishment of our body. I give on our good night's sleep. All these things, you know, all, all yeah. those statements. Now, there's nothing wrong with those statements, but I don't even know if I'm thinking about what they actually mean when I say them over and over again, mm-hmm. versus a fresh prayer where I'm encountering God and allowing God and His Holy Spirit to listen and speak. And uh, and so that's been a key part of what God done, God has done in this revival. And so as you talk about how God's worked in our hearts and our lives and the role of prayer, just give us some insight from that and how we become a praying church.
2: Yeah, we'll, we'll move into the prayer bands, which is what we're going to talk about today, but I'll, I'll back up to your original question. How do you manage a revival? Mm. I had the privilege years ago uh, when I was pastoring in Chattanooga to meet with a guy named Steve Murrell. Steve had written the book called Wiki Church about uh, the Wikipedia model for ministry, basically. And he talked about how God burdened his heart to leave his job in America as a businessman, Mm -hmm. travel to the Philippines, set up shop in Manila, and plant a church with 19 college students Mm. 20 years before our meeting. And uh, he said everyone he knew told him not to go whatever you do, don't go. You, you can't raise funds. You're not a preacher. But he believed he had the Holy Spirit within him. Mm-hmm. He loved the word and he had a burden. Mm. So he goes to Manila. At the time of my meeting with him, 20 years later, later he was the pastor of Victory Church in Manila. The church was mm. 60,000 people in Manila, started by an American man. Mm. There were 18 different satellite churches, 40 mm. Eight different pastoral preaching men uh, preaching on the rotation, and you can imagine. I heard that with American ears in my church in uh, Chattanooga, and I thought, "What in the world? You know, yeah. what, how how is that even possible?" And so I asked him this naive question. I said, "I said, man, it sounds like there's a revival going on at your church." He mm-hmm. said, "You think?" I said, "Yeah, yeah I, th- I think so." And I said, "How do you manage all the people? How do you manage them?" And he said these words to me, Robbie. How do you manage a revival? Mm. You don't. You hold on for dear life, right? And you follow the wind, and you follow the direction of the Lord. So, now with that being said, there are some things we can do mm. in our own strength to fuel the revival, to fuel the move of God, to put logs, if I, if you will, think of prayer as log stacking on a fire pit. When the fire gets lower, you put another log on. When mm-hmm. the fire, when you want the fire to get hotter, you put another log on. And the law, and that's not the best illustration, but it'll give us an idea of what mm-hmm. prayer is about. Okay, this right here, what I'm going to tell you has been the difference. I think. I mean, you can't put finger your finger on t- on supernatural, spiritual um, items in a tangible way, but this is the best way I could do it. Mm -hmm. What I'm gonna tell you right now is what I would start immediately if you haven't. If you're a leader, if you're a minister, if you're a pastor, this is a non-negotiable. I would put together what's called a prayer band. Mm. These prayer bands are groups of three Five. I have a group of, of I think, 16 or 17, okay? Mm -hmm. 16 or 17 men and women. It's not very big for the size of our church. That's not very big. In fact, it may even be 15, to be honest with you. These 15 men and women have been vetted and uh, watched and discerned to determine if they have a passion for praying. These are not people who are just at the prayer meeting. Mm -hmm. These are not people who are first in line to pray. Here's what you're looking for in this prayer band. You're looking for men and women who know how to talk to God and know how to hear from God. And you're saying, how do I know Mm -hmm. that? You'll know. I'm yeah. telling you, you'll know. There's well, a big difference.
1: I, I remember one time I, we were doing a church event, and uh, we, we had this uh, old man, man in our church. He was older. His name was Tommy. And we were about, we had about an hour before the event started, and we got done with preparation. And he said, boys, let's pray for tonight. And so me and my friend were like, oh, it's great. You know, Tommy's going to pray. 55 minutes later, Jeez. he said amen. <laughs> we went out to this event, and I thought, this man knows how to pray.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and we've been with people like that. Right. So that's what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. What you're looking for are men and women who know how to pray. Okay. Now here what do you do with this band? First of all, I put them on a text group. They're on a text group where they pray for me anytime I have a prayer request for the church or personal. Mm. You need prayer protection, especially if you're in ministry, especially. I don't mm-hmm. care if you're a children's pastor, a men's pastor, adult pastor, small group pastor, social media pastor. You need some group of people praying for you. This is the difference mm-hmm. between a church that prays and a praying church. A church that prays is basically a crisis prayer ministry church. That's what most churches are. Mm-hmm. Someone shows up on Sunday, pastor, I have a crisis, pray for me. You mm-hmm. stop and pray. Yeah, Pastor, my son's in jail, pray, we pray. A praying church gets ahead of everything and mm-hmm. begins to pray before, during, yeah. and after everything. Mm-hmm. Events, uh, sermons, outreach, item, anything, missions. Okay, so the prayer group, the prayer band is on a text group. I will text them throughout the week and I will say, this is what the sermon's on, pray for this. I am about to go into the study. I need Mm -hmm. wisdom from God in the Holy Spirit. Pray for this. Mm -hmm. I'm about to speak to the high school students at the local high school. Pray for this. Here's some things I need some insight on. Pray for this. Every Mm -hmm. Sunday, I give them one to three specific prayer requests, every Sunday. My sermon's on, let's say this Sunday, my sermon's on the filling of the Holy Spirit. So I want you to pray for people to be open to that. I want you to pray against the enemy who would love nothing more to confuse that. And I'm praying for the veil to be removed for people to receive it. Those kind of prayer requests. Okay. Then what you do with that prayer band. Remember, these people love to pray. They'll pray around the clock. You just got to let them loose. Okay. On Sunday morning, here's my schedule. Yeah. That prayer group gets to the church at 730. Okay. 730 AM. They get to the church, Mm -hmm. 740 at the latest. They get into the room at around 740. Yeah. They pray from 7.40 all the way till 8.10, 8.15 when I walk into the room. They're in a room by themselves, praying, some are on their knees, calling out to the Lord, praying for the service, praying in Thanksgiving, praying for the worship, praying for the technology. Mm-hmm. I walk in at 8.15, okay? And what I do is I sit in the middle on a chair. They gather around me in the next 20 minutes, 15 mm-hmm. at least, 20 mm-hmm. minutes most times, They are calling out to God on my behalf with laser beam focused. This isn't, well, let's pray for this down the street, or let's just pray for this. No, no. Mm. I'm about to go before the people of God to deliver a word from God, Mm -hmm. and they are praying for protection, inspiration, illumination, invitation, although I didn't plan those around, but that's exactly
1: what they're doing. You may be listening. You may be one of the people who needs to be – the prayer. Yes. The prayer warrior. You, yes. you may be one, need to be one of the intercessors. Also, maybe you serve in a capacity where you're not a pastor, but maybe you're a, a small group leader or you're leading D groups or whatever your role is. Um, you can look at how to incorporate something like this for those who lead.
2: We're going to do that next week.
1: And and we'll talk about that more next time. Yeah, we're going to do it next week. But I will tell you this as we close.
2: This is the last thing. And next week we'll talk about how to set this up mm. churchwide. But here's the thing. That group, when I leave them at 8.35, Mm -hmm. that group now, in a tag team fashion, stays in that room in shifts Mm -hmm. throughout the day over the course of the three services, and they pray continuously, Chris, from 8.30 before the service, service starts, I'm 7.30 before the service. They start the service at 8. We start at 8. They yeah. pray all the way through the service, all the way through the invitation. They hand off. Hmm. Another group comes in, nine fifteen ish They start praying before the service. Yeah. They pray through the service, through the invitation, hand it off at 11,
1: hmm.
2: pray through the service, through the invitation. And what I want you to see is there is continuous prayer that is being offered by this prayer band, watch this, who knew my sermon on Wednesday, mm-hmm. who prayed for my sermon through the week, who prayed over me on Sunday, and now is praying on my behalf through the service. And I will tell you, Chris, this is the difference that makes the difference. Mm-hmm. We have been thinking in our you know immature, unbelievable minds, mm-hmm. man, this thing's gonna wane. Golly, you know, it's going to wane one day. From week one. From week one. I
1: mean, if we're honest, from day one, this won't happen again. Well, but
2: here's what's (laughs) great. Yes. Easter Sunday, we baptized 201 people. And I'm not telling you that to impress you at all. I'm telling that to show you... I believe it 's a direct connection to the prayer ministry. I believe while the sermon 's going on mm-hmm. and the devil and his minions are doing spiritual battle mm-hmm. on the hearts of people yeah. to, to challenge them to stay in their seat or not respond or not pray mm-hmm. it 's god uh, it 's calling out to God to soften hearts, take off the veil, and give people the courage to respond and and you know as a pastor we talked about this last week, the spiritual battle going on. I can sense this happening mm-hmm. on the platform. Yeah, I can really now I'm not feeling you know pressure and not seeing things, but I'm sensing this battle for from death to life and darkness to light happening. Yeah. And if you don't believe we're in a battle, you're already you've already lost. Mm. You've already been defeated. We are in a battle and the battle is fought in the prayer closet. So I want to challenge you, set up this prayer band, set up these prayer groups set a prayer doing service next week. What we'll talk about is how do you take this to the entire church, which is a bigger mm, undertaking, yes. but it's a worthy, yeah. worthy challenge.
1: Well, and as always, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed it, take the opportunity to share it to a friend. You can text them the link right now. If you do enjoy the podcast, if you wouldn't mind, give us a rating wherever you listen to your podcast. And as always can't wait till next time until then. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for joining us for this episode. Take a moment to subscribe and share this podcast. You can receive more free resources to help you make disciples in your home, group, or church by clicking the link in the show notes or visiting our website at replicate.org.